Before the arrival of Columbus and the Spanish, Puerto Rico was peopled by the Taino tribe. They'd called it home and paradise for over a thousand years, having come either from the Amazon River Basin or maybe from the Colombian Andes before they arrived on the island. We're not quite sure yet. Even today, Puerto Rico's culture is a blend of Taino, Spanish, and African traditions. You can still see the three strands in daily Puerto Rican life. In our March episode, we talked about how our music from that part of the nation reflects their rich heritage. The lives that America's native peoples led throughout North America before European contact are the stuff of dreams in lots of ways, and we've got diary entries from folks like Captain John Smith from the Virginia Colony who wrote about it. But imagine living in the beauty of the Caribbean in the organic, peaceful way that these people live. Even some of the words we use today in English and Spanish whisper to us of what that lifestyle was like. We've got words that stem from the original Tanoan language like barbacoa, barbecue, amaca, hammock, canoa, canoe. Like all native cultures, they lived completely in balance with nature. They farmed only what they needed, and they only took as much meat from the land and sea as they required. The days were warm, and so were the waters, and the people relaxed and played more than they worked. The Taino understood God in the natural world they saw all around them. They had two major gods, Yakahu and Atabe. And their worship of them reflected their dependence on cassava, their staple food, and fresh water. Their god, Huracan, was the god of storms. So imagine living a simple life with your children, depending on your gods to bring you everything you needed, basking under a warm tropical sun and living happy, free lives. Before Columbus, the Taino lived this way for a thousand years. Welcome to American Song, Season 2, Episode 23, Puerto Ricans Sing Out for Justice. This is a song called Salimos de Aquí. Let's Get Out of Here by Fiel a la Vega, a band from Puerto Rico. I'll translate some of the lyrics for you. I think it's a great way to open this section of today's podcast. We came out of a crack from a nearby street. Since then, we sleep tossing and turning in bed. We 
left a piece of heaven for the rotten apple. We left the dance, the bottle, and the deck. We came out of a dream, a saltwater dream. We left the trash and the rivers and the combat and the picadillo and from fanaticism and soccer games into the church and to the pocket. We came out of a hole where there is no more water. We left a town that we silently loved. We leave where they meet all caravans. We came out of a mountain with spikes on the feet. We came out of a forest of sugar and coffee. We went away from the center and the heat and the machismo, and we traded love for conformity. And we went away from coriander and the frying pan and a wave that runs backwards. Let's get out of here from the side of the road. Let's get out of here from this lost paradise. Let's get out of here from the privileged pearl and the associated shadow, from the envy of the Caribbean, away from island stupidity to feel undervalued for being from here. And so we went out barefoot. And so we learned unintentionally to eat the S's when we speak. And that's all there is to know. We are the ones who sing with their tongues tied. We are the ones who buy Coca-Cola and Mavi. We are from the tribe that is lost in its country, looking at life through the rear view mirror, from song to song, learning with taste. And we don't believe in dictionaries or in religious tracts, not even in the happy patriotism, with wine glasses lifted, making toasts. Let's get out of here. This is not where we want to be. Let's get out of here, I'll tell you easily. Let's get out of here from love on the beach and cement houses, let the teardrops fall. We live to survive. We live to survive. We live to survive. We live to survive. We left the kiss of our forgotten goddess. So what is this song about, you guys? When the U.S. took control of Puerto Rico, its island economy morphed into a consumer market. Big-time agribusiness took hold, and sugar and coffee plantations replaced native forests. And so did big industries, like battery manufacturers and textile firms. And along with that came chemical spills, heavy metal, sewage spills, coal ash contamination, all of that worked together to pollute Puerto Rico's water and bleach its coral reef. More recently, you can also add long droughts brought on by climate change to hasten deforestation and beach erosion. And it's no wonder they're singing, let's get out of here. I mean, imagine having to live like that. In our March episode, we talked about the Jones Act. Steaming. A law made during the Wilson presidency. 
The chief goal of that act was to help the U.S. shipping industry recover after World War I. And it also annexed Puerto Rico, and it gave citizenship to everyone living there. U.S. citizenship started major migration to the U.S. mainland. At first, Puerto Ricans settled into East Coast cities like New York and later Miami, where mostly they were stuck in the bottom end of the labor market, working as domestic workers and manufacturing jobs. Back in the old days when we still had those in America, remember manufacturing jobs? And maintenance industries. Officials in New York were concerned that the Puerto Rican migrants were not well prepared for the major life adjustments that they had to make. They came here with very few job prospects and just a little smattering of English. So as a result, when in 1976, the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights published a standard of living report that parsed the data out by ethnicity and country of origin, it showed that Puerto Ricans were having the hardest time economically of any group living in the nation. Quote from that report, poverty and unemployment, it said, is more severe for Puerto Ricans than any other ethnic group in the United States. And if it wasn't for the jobs, though, Puerto Ricans would have probably preferred to stay back in Puerto Rico. In those days, the environmental issues were not what they've become. And so when they came, they didn't see themselves as immigrants coming to start new lives and with the intent of settling into the American dream. You see, for the most part, the goal was that they were going to make as much money as they could and then go back home to Puerto Rico someday. But the jobs that they got when they got here were not really that much to write home about either. Conditions were harsh in all capital letters, harsh. They worked in the worst environments and they got the least paid doing jobs like domestic work, servants in hotels, in the meat packing industry, baking and hard industrial work in the clothing, electrical and furniture assembly industries. Now, P.D. Thomas, the Puerto Rican and Cuban author, he wrote about the immigrant experience in his book, Down These Mean Streets. And he said, quote, in writing Down These Mean Streets, it was my hope that exposure of such conditions in the ghetto would have led to their improvement. But 30 years later, the sad truth is that people caught in the ghettos have not made much progress. And in fact, have they've moved backwards in many respects. The social safety net is a lot weaker now. Unfortunately, it's the same old mean streets, only worse. Now here's Petey Thomas reciting his performance piece, Softly Puerto Ricans, You're Not Alone. Let's take a listen. Softly Puerto Ricans, you're not alone. Muchos están contigo and you got a home. Keep up your strength. Fight cold attitudes. To reform blast you take, making no sweat, you lay your kick down and make like a mighty man. Flex your breath of life. Talk about your breeze and forget you nots. Write your say about sidewalk dirty. Scribble your mean messages on some dingy hallway walls. Express your aptitude and limit not its call. Curl your eyeballs around a world just so big. Squeeze all you can a drop at a time and maybe cry a little bit. 
It could be worse. Softly, brothers and sisters, you're not alone. Muchos están contigo, and you got a home. Make a young thing effort to dig your means. Know your beauty and watch your scenes. Awake a dream not unkind to you. Rise above gray, black chimney curling smoke. Suck your belly in and hold your breath. Open wide your soulish eyes and behold the rainbow that is you. Drip of a drop, don't name it a tear. Hard to cry with tears, harder without. To smother a sob without sound, to bite your forefinger in helplessness and cry out, hey, where's a pill I can take to cure this? What's the doctor's name? What operation can save me? Hey, stop making such a roar, you cats. Can't you dig I'm talking for you too? Oh, gee, if I only had three wishes, like the fairy tales put it down, I wish it could be different. I wish it would be different. I wish that I could keep on wishing that the hallways would have better lights to show up the dirt and slime, that the streets would have a smile to make the roar a hum, that the rumbles would be lessened and eventually be forgot, that all the races be as one and all could speak in loving tongue, that the cause of all the sorrows, hate, would turn to love, that a crushing blow of anger would be a caressing warmth, that all of America be real cool beneath this hot hate sun. That there be a real club with all the names as one. And all the brothers and sisters belong without the war cry, the shit's on. I'd wish that there be no more madres to mourn for her good girl or boy. That all the tears of sorrow would turn to ones of joy. That all the wanting to be so bad would be a long lost lie to blend together heart and mind to jump for justice all at once. No more play for the badass rep, just a real cool guy. I'd wish, I'd wish, twinkle, twinkle, fitty bops, how I'd wish all this hate would stop. Boom, door. So very few Puerto Ricans dug into the political machine, and the major political parties, on their part, pretty much ignored them. But if you don't have representation, you don't get the things that your community needs. So the Puerto Ricans themselves took to the streets in protests. In places like Philadelphia and Chicago and New York, Puerto Ricans protested the conditions in the city slums. And eventually things got better for them, at least stateside, but not as much back on the island. Think about how, even as recent as the year 2017 and Hurricane Maria, Trump at the time said he didn't, quote, want to spend another single dollar on the island, end quote. Now, many people are frustrated by the slow federal response. And President Trump's apparent total lack of interest in the problem. One CNN commentator pointed out that between Friday and Monday, Trump sent out about 20 tweets about professional sports and zero about Puerto Rico. Oh, for Pete's sake, not only is tweeting the least you can do, it's the only thing you actually do. There have been reports 
that help has been slow to arrive to Puerto Rico. And today, Donald Trump explained why. It's very tough because it's an island. This is an island sitting in the middle of an ocean. And it's a big ocean. It's a very big ocean. Yes, and extremely wet. I'm talking about one of the wettest oceans, you know. I'm the only one talking about the wetness. Also, did you know it's so salty you can't drink it? I just found out. Yeah. Okay, make a fantastic margarita rim, though. Unbelievable. Plus, plus, you know, bring the stuff there. We want to swim it there, but there are sharks. I understand there are also jets. They're fighting and dancing at the same time. Anyway, the president is right. It's a very, very big ocean, and it keeps getting bigger. No one knows why. Meanwhile, Puerto Ricans remained as they pushed past New York or Florida, and they settled into what's now become the Rust Belt, like Buffalo and Cleveland and Detroit. And you can hear their love for their island home in poems like Terauca, the homeland by the Puerto Rican poet Virgilio Davila. This version of it comes from the Library of Congress, recorded in 1939, and part of a collection of field recordings commissioned by the Smithsonian Institute. And again, I'm going to translate a few of the lyrics for you. Este movido océano gran espejo donde luce como adorno sin igual y el terruño borincano que es reflejo del perdido paraíso terrenal son de fáciles pendientes sus colinas y en sus valles de riquísimo verdón van cantando bellas fuentes cristalinas como flautas que bendicen al Creador From my parents was the cradle and she holds my deepest affection I would never trade this land where I had the privilege of being born for anywhere else. Donde tuve el privilegio de nacer y es el móvil océano gran espejo donde luce con adorno sin igual y el terruño borincano que es reflejo del perdido paraíso terrenal. late 40s and the early 60s, trovadores, or Cuban troubadours, revived a 19th century folk music style of ballads. The music combined British rock, Brazilian bossa nova, Spanish pop, and some elements of Latin American folklore in the music. The lyrics caught the flavor of the times, with songs about socialism and injustice, sexism, colonialism, racism, and a bunch of other isms. Although new songs were inspired by American protest artists like Bob Dylan and Joan Baez, Nueva Trova 
criticized the U.S. foreign policy and their aggression towards Latin American countries. On the other hand, the Beatles, Chilean revivalist Violeta Parra, Uruguayan singer-songwriter Daniel Viglietti, and the Catalan protest singer Juan Manuel Serrat also influenced the movement and its singers. So by the time of the fall of the Soviet Union, Nueva Trova started to fade. Lyrics of those songs, which had felt relevant in the 60s and 70s, now felt redundant and irrelevant. But the movement had reminded the world again about the profound role that music can play in the way people think about what's going on in society and politics and making issues known to the entire world. Pablo Milanes, known as the Bob Dylan of Cuba, was possibly the most important performer in the category. For a Nueva Trova singer, Milanes has stayed the most connected with her traditional roots of Cuban music. Still, you can definitely hear his other influences, which range from Brazilian music to blues. His themes also range from gritty political anthems to lush love songs. A lot of young radicals, mad about the way the U.S. likes to butt into other countries' business in Latin America, see him as the spokesperson for anti-imperialism. Although he's hardly made a dent in the U.S. music industry, except among Latin American expats, Milanes sells out all his shows in the Caribbean, in Spain, Italy, and Latin America. And this is his song, Yo vi la sangre de un niño brotar, or I saw a child bleed. Gritando al futuro cuando has de llegar. Y mientras otros padres, otros niños, Written in protest to the bombing of Vietnam, and a loose translation of one of the verses would go like this. I saw the blood of a child flow. I have seen a child under a dark sky, shouting to the future when you have to arrive. And while other parents, other children, under an open sky they sing about things that should not happen. All the while the music was influencing singer-songwriters elsewhere in the Caribbean. 
separated from Cuba by Haiti, and the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rican singers like Roy Brown, Antonio Caban Vale, and the group Haciendo Punto en Otro Son found fame for themselves. Of course, the issues that informed Nueva Trova in Puerto Rico were unique. For instance, since 1935, the U.S. has used the tiny island of Vieques, a dot on the map to the east of the main island, for military training. But you see, the problem is Vieques has people living on it. And Uncle Sam was using live rounds and radioactive bombs. Civilians were killed, and those that lived are sick. Vieques has illness rates for diabetes, heart disease, and cancer that far exceed anywhere else in Puerto Rico. In the 1970s, whenever there was a big protest rally in Puerto Rico, you could find Roy Brown, guitar in hand, lending his voice to the movement, regardless of the personal toll it took on him. This is what he's written about those years. Quote, The hippies, Vietnam War, 20-year-olds, and not knowing who I was. Puerto Rico is a small island without a history worth singing about, and so blessed. The people followed and pursued me. They said I was a terrorist and they wanted to fight the governor. My friend was in jail because he didn't want to fight Asians. My mom died, and I was living with rats. My father and brother wouldn't speak to me. I was fired from my job at the university. End quote. But going through all that, he still managed to put out three excellent albums in less than five years. This is his song, El Nogrito Bonito, The Nice Little Black Boy. I'll translate the first verse for you. The nice little black boy is going to San Juan, looking for work, looking for more bread. He doesn't really know what he's going to do. But this thing he knows, he is not going back to pick sugarcane in the flare, fighting with nothing, without knowing why. For nearly 50 years, Haciendo Punto and Otro Son has been a vital force in Nueva Trova music. Their roots were originally in Puerto Rico's underground, all five members playing in different bands. Audiences who heard their early gigs and clubs located in the Latea neighborhood of San Germán received them warmly, and it was here that they worked out the arrangements and the compositions that became their first album, which is now considered a classic in Puerto Rico. In 11 years, they recorded 14 albums, and they created a huge following in Puerto Rico, in the Dominican Republic, Cuba, 
Mexico, and cities in the United States where they've got large Hispanic populations. Punto reformed again in the 90s, playing concerts in San Juan, and they remain active today even. Puerto Rican musicians have also made a major mark in the American music market too, and I mean mass market, and across many genres, from pop to rap to jazz and everything in between. A short and absolutely incomplete list of Puerto Rican artists that have become household names would have to include Ricky Martin from Livin' La Vida Loca was one of those songs that seemed to be just mm, everywhere for a while around the turn of the century. Singer-guitarist Jose Feliciano, his biggest songs were Light My Fire and Feliz Navidad. But overall, he's released 50, count them, 50 albums since first arriving on the scene in 1962. Jose, who has created a signature sound and a position in music as an innovative crossover artist with soul, folk, and rock influences, fuel injected with Latin rhythm, and he's remained successful throughout his career. He's won multiple Grammys, and he's got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Rappers Daddy Yankee, Nicky Jam, are all Puerto Rican as well. Latins have made important cultural contributions in the Americas since the very beginning. Their culture is woven into the fabric of our nation, and they have a right to share in the promise of our country, just like every other group that's come to call it home. To think of Mexicans or Puerto Ricans as anything less than fully equal with any other group here is to ignore the facts of history. Only somebody really ignorant would make that mistake. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You can dig deeper into the themes that we've been talking about when you visit the podcast's Facebook fan page. Just go to American Song Podcast on Facebook. You'll find interesting links to the research I did this month, and you'll learn more about some of the artists that we talked about today. Until next time, everybody, hasta pronto. Take care, y'all.
Pro estos putos. 